Hello, and welcome to the Salisbury Pediatric Associate Health and Wellness Newsletter Audiocast. I am your host, Dr. M, and this is volume 14, issue number 7, for the week of January 29, 2024. This week, we're going to look at psychophysiology and oral allergy syndrome. All right, so what is psychophysiology? This week's podcast that is associated with this newsletter is with Dr. David Clark. And it turned out to be so much more than expected when I first heard about Dr. David Clark's work. His work does transcend much of what I see in clinic and has given a name to the reality of puzzling chronic illnesses. From the website PPDA, or Psychopathological Disorders Association, we note the following. PPD are stress-related, brain-generated pain or illness. Even people who handle stress well can have PPD. This recurs when the stress is not fully recognized. The resulting symptoms are completely real. That is why the term we use is a blend of psychology, the presence of processes in the mind, and physiology, the process of the body. Conditions such as chronic pain, not linked to damage or disease, migraine, fibromyalgia, irritable bowel syndrome, chronic fatigue, and pelvic pain syndromes are just a few of the dozens of very real conditions that can be caused or made worse by PPD. The good news is after years of clinical research, the new pain relief psychology is relieving PPD, not merely helping people live with it. The keys to this approach are, one, reassurance that the body is not damaged or diseased in PPD. Two, uncovering stress sources that might not have been fully recognized. Three, successfully treating those stresses, some of which link to adverse childhood experiences. Could you have a psychophysiological disorder? Here are some of the probing questions that could help guide your journey as discussed by Dr. Clark on the PPDA website. One, has your medical diagnostic workup not found a definitive cause for your pain or illness? Two, are you not improving as expected despite quality medical diagnoses and treatment? Three, have your symptoms been present for longer than six months? Four, do your symptoms migrate around the body? Five, do your symptoms increase when you are stressed or thinking about stressful situations? Six, are you type A, self-critical, perfectionist, or do you routinely put the needs of others ahead of your own needs? Seven, have you experienced significant stress or tragedy recently? Eight, are you still exposed to chronic stress by a person or experience? Nine, in the last month, have you felt anxious about your life in general? 10. In the last month, have you felt decreased interest in doing things that you previously enjoyed? 11. Did your symptoms begin soon after a terrifying, traumatic, or horrifying event, or after a triggering event that is linked to that trauma? 12. If you learned that a child you care about was experiencing everything you did as a child, would you feel sad or angry? If these sentences as written resonate with you in a positive way, then you may be suffering from PPD-related issues that are not amenable to traditional medical pharmacotherapies. Thus, it may be time to turn to understanding how the mind and gut control the body as it relates to pain and disease. The vagus nerve, as it has been discussed recently, is a bidirectional flow of information that predominantly moves from the gut to the brain and not vice versa. Thus, we have often been looking in the wrong area for resolution of disease. It is becoming ever more clear that trauma has long-term effects on people's enteric nervous system, as well as the autonomic and cerebral. 
unwinding these baked-in feelings that are causing pain has previously been unknowable and unchangeable. Our version of therapy was to tell the patient that the GI issues were functional, a code for in your head. We cannot find anything wrong with you. End quote. The patient was often left wondering why me, what is wrong with me, and more questions. No answers. That is no longer the case as pioneers in this field like Dr. Clark and many others like Dr. Stephen Porges are saying there is a way and then showing that the way is there for us to heal. As you listen to Dr. Clark in the interview podcast, which I highly encourage you to do, you will see fresh canvas being painted in a new way, which is patient-centric, healing-based, and non-judgmental. Frankly, it's a better way. Section two, pollen, food, fruit, or allergy syndrome. This is an often misdiagnosed and poorly understood by many. Pollen food allergy syndrome, or, or allergy syndrome as it used to be called, is caused by a cross-reaction between allergens from a type of tree or grass pollen and raw fruits and vegetables and tree nuts. The immune system in allergic patients wrongly attacks a tree, grass, or weed pollen upon ingestion or inhalation, causing congestion, sneezing, itchy eyes, and general malaise. In a subset of allergy sufferers, the immune system is inappropriately recognizes the proteins in foods that have similar structures to the pollen. The food in the raw form is the culprit as the cooked variety has altered the offensive protein. Symptoms tend to be worse during the season of pollen allergy when the immune system is highly activated. Oral allergy reactions typically occur more commonly in older adults, children, teens, and other young adults. Symptoms include itchy mouth, lips, tongue, after consuming the food. A rare group of patients can have serious reactions, including anaphylaxis. If symptoms progress beyond simple mouth itching to coughing, wheezing, vomiting, fatigue, or dizziness, seek emergency help or 911. Common offensive combinations include birch tree, which is associated with apple, carrot, celery, kiwi, cherry, peach, pear, plum reactions. Grass, celery, melons, oranges, peaches, tomato. Ragweed, banana, cucumber, melon, sunflower, seeds, and zucchini. Latex, avocado, banana, mango, melon, fig, papaya, tomato. Treatment. Simple. Avoid the offending food. Two, carry an EpiPen auto-injector if you have anaphylactic risk, like true anaphylaxis, and make sure you know what to do. Three, highly consider sublingual immune desensitization to reduce your risk over time to the pollens, which in turn reduce the oral allergy syndrome symptoms for most individuals. Going to the Allergy Choices website is a great place to start to look at sublingual. Okay, that's it for this week. Free thoughts. Ski season has begun. The soul is singing. Father-son experiences. Nothing can compare. Find that which moves you. Pair it up with another and share that journey. Song of the Week, I Remember Everything by Zach Bryan. Great song. Uh, that's it. As always, hug those kids. There's a quick one this week. The information provided in this audio cast of newsletters for educational and informational purposes only. It is not a substitute for advice and or treatment provided by your physician or the healthcare professional. And it's not to be used to diagnose or treat a health issue. This newsletter audio cast does not constitute the development of a provider-patient relationship. Have a great day.